You're listening to Beck and Calling, featuring Whitworth University President Beck A. Taylor. In each episode, Beck interviews influential thinkers, authors, artists, and other leaders who are living out their callings in life and making the world a better place. Well, it's wonderful to sit down and chat today with Dr. Sunny Ramaswamy. Dr. Ramaswamy serves as president of the Northwest Commission on Colleges and Universities. The Northwest Commission is the regional accrediting body in the Northwest for institutions of higher learning, and the commission serves as Whitworth's lead accreditor. Whitworth's educational accreditation through the Northwest Commission provides many benefits, not least of which are the opportunities our students have to access state and federal sources of funding and financial aid. So needless to say, the Northwest Commission is an important organization, not only for Whitworth, but also for the more than 160 other colleges and universities in the Northwest region for which it provides accreditation oversight and accountability. Dr. Ramaswamy began his service at the Northwest Commission in July of 2018. His most recent previous post was as President Obama's appointee as director of the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Dr. Ramaswamy also had a very successful career in higher education as a research scientist, whose previous appointments include serving as Dean of Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences, Director of Purdue University's Agricultural Research Programs. And before the episode began airing, we shared that we're both Purdue graduates, so boiler up. Boiler up, yes. Along with faculty appointments at both Kansas State and Mississippi State. Dr. Ramaswamy is on Whitworth's campus today, speaking with faculty and staff and students. So welcome, Dr. Ramaswamy. I'm excited that you're here today. This is your first time to Whitworth, yes? Very first time, yes, sir. Yeah, wonderful. Well, welcome. We're very glad that you're here. So you're new to your role in the Northwest Commission. You've been there for about a year. year. How are things going? Well, first of all, President Taylor, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I just drove through uh, your campus, uh, and uh, I came a little early, so I kind of drove around with Tad, but... And it's such a beautiful campus that you've got, and you've got great things happening on your campus and that I want to learn a little bit more about. And, and, and I appreciate your offering me the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with you and your faculty and students and, and staff as well. Thank you. And uh, so the year, my gosh, it's been a year plus now, 15 months, actually. And I dare say it's been amazingly and gratifyingly eventful. In the year plus now, we have gone through completely revamping our internal processes, and we've gone through in an iterative process with a lot of input and feedback from the, the vast expanse of the 46 million square miles mm. that the Pacific Northwest is, that the Northwest Commission you know, encompasses mm-hmm. in the seven states in British Columbia. Uh, we have revamped and revised the, updated the standards, and, and I think things are you know, progressing really well. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. And, and the approach that I've taken is one of a bottom-up supportive approach. Rather than a top-down accreditor coming in and being prescriptive and telling you what to do, and if you don't do it, we're going to wield the stick and all that, I take the carrot approach. And that's been my style throughout my career. And uh, so and, and the approach that we want to take really is to support you in all the great things that you do as an institution. And um, so the year, year, year plus has been really eventful, gratifyingly so, and it's great to be here. Great. I'm, I assume that one of the great parts of your job is that you get to explore the Northwest <clears throat> and visit 
beautiful campuses like Whitworth and get to know institutions that you've never visited before. Indeed, yeah. indeed, yeah. A lot of these institutions are new to me. And uh, so I've been to all the states and I've been to the institutions in British Columbia as well. We do accredit a few mm -hmm. institutions in, in British Columbia. And uh, so it's been amazing. You know, the, the, the people that are, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's the people. And I've had the privilege of interacting with the students. I asked to interact with the students. I asked to interact with the staff and faculty and certainly, of course, presidents mm -hmm. as well. And it's been fantastic. Would you briefly speak about the importance of accreditation? Why should our listeners care that Whitworth is a regionally accredited institution? Well, you know, there, there's uh, multiple different aspects to this. And uh, for, um, so the rules of the game for any institution in America, higher education institution in America, it comes from the federal government as well as the state government. And so both of those entities basically rely on an organization like the Northwest Commission to sort of translate their rules and regulations, and particularly the federal government. And so we do our work on behalf of and in support of the taxpayers of America because your institution, you've got students that are what we refer to as Pell Grant eligible. And so these students come from poor backgrounds and we talked about the first generation students, et cetera. And so they are eligible for grants and um, uh, student aid and so on. And that will not happen if you were not accredited. And, and for a lot of institutions, money is a critically important part of it, number mm -hmm. one. In America, we collectively spend uh, almost $140 billion in taxpayer money to support higher education in the United States. So somebody has to hold these institutions accountable and accreditation is part of that accountability piece. But I think more importantly, it's a reputational issue. Now, you want your graduates, when they graduate from college here at Whitworth, to go on to do great things, contribute to society. And what you're doing as an institution is changing the human condition. Mm. That's what you're doing at the end of the day. And you want to take these students, have them go on to do great things. Now, if they wanted to go on to go, you know, get additional education at some other institution, go get a job, whatever it is they're calling, right? Uh, wherever they go, that entity that's going to take them on will want to know, did you go to an accredited institution? And, you know, presumably many of your students, they go on to graduate school, go on to medical school, etc. All of those entities want to know if your students have gone to a, an accredited institution. So Whitworth is accredited. And so it's reputational as well. And in fact, it's sort of bragging rights, you know, mm -hmm. to say that when you put your shingle out, that you are accredited. So those are a couple of reasons why everybody needs to be very much involved in it. And, you know, average person on, on the street right here on campus wouldn't worry about accreditation and all that, you know, particularly the faculty. They say, you know, I'm here to teach. I'm here to help students learn, et cetera. They don't worry about the accreditation piece of it, but they should, they must. Well, many, many sources of federal grants for research and teaching are also dependent upon of accreditation. Course. Of course. Right. Yeah. Well, I often use every opportunity I have to disabuse people of the notion that Whitworth is a um, wholly independent institution, private institution. We are in the sense that our board is self-perpetuating and that we don't receive uh, operating funds from the state of Washington. But Whitworth is a public institution in every way. We, we serve a public mission. We see ourselves as contributing to the 
public good, the common good. Indeed. And as you've already said, our students bring with them um, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars of both federal and state Indeed. grants Indeed. with them. So Indeed. we are a public institution. Indeed. So part of accreditation is that accountability piece. Yeah. Is the public's dollar being spent in a way that that gives a, a public return on investment? Um, of late, accreditors have really been focusing on this accountability piece and really focusing on the kinds of outcomes we want to see Indeed. from students. Say more about why it's important to focus on outcomes rather than just the inputs that yep. we're giving. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know, what's happened is across the United States, um, there's been a sort of a, a morphing of our ideas of what education might ought to be. And we've, you know, we're engaged in this conversation, broadly writ, where people are questioning the value of higher education. In fact, there are some uh, in our nation that say it's a waste of money. Once you take your money and go put it in something else, and you'll be every bit as good, right? I think we collectively in the higher education community, we fail to provide that value proposition. Mm -hmm. We've taken on this persona, this idea that, you know, you build and they shall come. But we're seeing very significant declines in enrollment and other questions being asked uh, across the United States. And so this value proposition is really, really important, that indeed we are about changing that human condition. We are about helping young students that come here develop the knowledge and the skills and the abilities to become contributing members of society, whatever it is that they want to do, whatever that calling is. And I think we're going to talk about vocation and all that. Whatever mm -hmm. that vocation is, uh, and, and all of these things, they, they come together in this idea of... Uh, you know, this idea of this value proposition and this accreditation itself that we all need to be very concerned about. And as you said, you know, Whitworth is, uh, yeah, you know, you're a faith-based institution, private institution, but you are still, because you want to attract students from all backgrounds, uh, you fall under the purview of the Washington Student Achievement Council at the state level and the U.S. Department of Education at the federal level as well. And so because of that sort of a, a nexus, as it were, and me as the accreditor, I'm the one that translates all that and applies it in your context. And we want to honor your mission, your faith-based mm -hmm. mission. Mm -hmm. And again, as I said earlier, you know, I don't want to come in as somebody who's going to beat up on you in a very prescriptive manner, but we want to support you. We want to support your aspirational goals, whatever those goals are, but we'll hold you accountable. So, you, yes, absolutely. One of the things I so appreciate about the Northwest Commission is that you want institutions to live well into their stated <clears throat> missions. And so you ask questions about how are you fulfilling your yeah. mission and in what ways are your educational programs and support programs and, and other Indeed. things su supporting that. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, public dollars are spent because we want students who are college trained and ready to go into the workforce and provide economic mm -hmm. development and contribute to the common good. And so that really brings up questions around completion rates, learning outcomes, yep. Yep. persistence rates, things like that. How is the Northwest Commission focusing on those things? Yeah, so uh, we are singularly focused on student success. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, we may talk a little bit more about, the, about our new standards and things mm -hmm. like that, which mm -hmm. I'll share with your faculty and staff and students later on this afternoon at the forum, at the open forum. Um, we're singularly focused on wanting to know what are, you know, you provide us your goals of what it is you're going to be doing in terms of your graduation rates, persistence rates, completion rates, et cetera. And then we're going to hold you, your feet to the fire in terms of accountability. 
This is coming down from Washington, D.C., i.e., our federal government, mm -hmm. as well as coming down from our state legislature here. Because, as we discussed, Student Achievement, Washington Student Achievement Council and the U.S. Department of Education are both pushing this as well. So, you know, in your case, I looked at your data, for example. Uh, currently, you've got all of your students, you're, you know, graduating about 75% of your uh, students. Uh, this is a six-year graduation rate. Mm -hmm. That's right. When you look at it, you say, that's pretty good. Compared with many other institutions in the state of Washington uh, and other places, you're doing actually really good, okay? And so kudos to you, tip of my hat to you. But then when you, you know, lift the hood and take a look a little, you know, more detailed, I always say, you know, I, I, I invoke the statistician's joke about, on average, pardon me, my head's in the oven, my feet are in the freezer, on average I'm okay, right? So on average <laughs> you may be okay, but when we, you know, really look a little deeper, there may be some other things that need to be done as well. Like maybe subpopulations of you students got sub that, are, that aren't right? doing as well. Yeah, and so, you know, with your uh, students of color, your first generation students, et cetera, there's a little bit more. You know, they may come in with uh, a different level of preparation from high school that they came in, uh, and uh, those kinds of things come into play as well. And so we want to, uh, we're particularly also, uh, in, in our new standards, focused on closing equity gaps. Good. We want to make sure that all of our institutions are going to be helping these students that come from, in, we talked about the demography of uh, Whitworth being totally different than it was, say, 10, 15, 25 That's years right. ago. Since your founding, mm -hmm. right, over 100 years ago, you're a different institution. And you're catering to a different set of uh, people, more people that are like me. Mm. I'm uh, foreign-born. Came to America, had the privilege of coming to America. My mother only had an eighth grade education. My father only had a high school education. I'm a first generation student as well. And so you're looking at me as a person of color, uh, that I'm part of that demographic, you know. And so uh, these, uh, and so we're gonna be, the approach we're, we're gonna take is we want you to define what your goals are. And then we'll share with you data about your peers, other faith-based institutions mm -hmm. that are of your size and non-faith-based institutions that are of your size. And then have you look at that. And also, we want you to have stretch goals. We're at 75%. We want to get to 85 90% or whatever it yes. is. And we want you to define it. I'm not going to come and tell you, I want you to define this or that, you know, this threshold or mm -hmm. that threshold. Mm -hmm. You must define it because you know the ground truth of your reality. And then we're going to hold your feet to the fire in terms of the accountability as well. And, uh, and the approach that we're taking is this continuous process improvement, right? Um, now in the federal government in, in Washington, D.C., with the, the Higher Education Act being reauthorized and all that, they're talking about uh, you know, having uh, benchmarks and bright lines, as they call it, that you as an institution must graduate 95% of your students, et cetera. There are all manner of reasons why you may not be able to achieve that. Right. Okay? Uh, and so we've got to take all that into account. And, and so this idea of, of completion and retention and graduation are, are becoming part of our conversations today, and we want you to define it as Whitworth yeah. in your context, and we'll hold you yeah, accountable. That's great. You'll be... Um, you'll be uh, pleased to know that we have started a program here at Whitworth, an initiative called Pirates Persist. We're the pirates oh, nice. here at Whitworth. Yeah. Pirates Persist is an internal 
uh, project um, in which we have said we want to go from good to great mm -hmm. on both persistence and graduation. Our historical uh, freshman to sophomore, first to sec second year uh, persistence mm -hmm. rates, about 85%, which is very, very good. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but we want to go to great, and so we'd like to see that number closer to 90%. Yeah. As you've said, our six-year graduation rate is at about 75%, which is very good, as you've said. But we want to move to great, yeah. and so we've said, how can we move that needle to something more like 80%? And so these are the kinds of internal goals you're talking Excellent. about, yeah. and the, uh, the role of the Northwest Commission is really to, in some ways, partner with us by providing data from yep. peer institutions, uh, uh, maybe providing information that we don't have ready access to, helping us to shape those goals. But ultimately, those are our goals. Yes. And you're going to be coming in occasionally yeah. and asking, how are you doing on those Indeed. goals? And Indeed. that's a that continuous improvement process Indeed. is Indeed. incredibly important. Plus, we're offering training, by the mm -hmm. way. So mm -hmm. we're helping bring together the best practices from across America. Uh, so we're offering these, you know, persistence and completion academies and multiple other uh, for, for you to send your faculty and staff to these sorts of sessions so that they can learn best practices and bring it back and then adopt it, pardon me, adapt it, mm -hmm. and then adopt it in your context. So we're offering those kinds of things as well. So we spoke before we began the episode about just the tumultuous decade that higher education has faced. I think most commentators would say that that colleges and universities have experienced the most, one of the most disruptive periods, if not the most disruptive period in its history. Um, we've seen volatility mm -hmm. and uncertainty and change. You've already mentioned the, the changing public expectations mm -hmm. of college and some of the criticism that higher education has, um, has heard over the last 10 years. Why has this decade been so challenging for us? Uh, you know, I think in times of... Uh strife and stress, uh, people start asking questions. Are we doing the right things? And it really comes down to the, the, the idea of the value proposition. Uh, you know, uh, paraphrasing Pogo, I've seen the enemy and it's us, mm. collectively, in higher education, that we've not engaged with the public as we must. We've taken something that we just assumed the public understood, assumed that the public saw value in, and thought that that, that same uh, pattern of behavior was gonna work forever. But as the public's become more discerning, uh, that pattern of behavior is not working. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. and, and that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and I think really it crystallized with the last very deep economic recession mm -hmm. that we had, you know, the 2007, 2008 uh, recession that we had. It really crystallized for us as a nation, as a people here in the United States of, of these questions being asked. And it goes back to that, that value proposition. I've used that term multiple times. And uh, my reminder to you and your colleagues and, and other institutions as well is engage with the public. Engage with them in terms of what's the value proposition? What does a graduate of Whitworth contribute to society to make it a better place for all of us collectively? Is that public good that you refer to as well? And that's what, it's, that's, that's what we need to be doing collectively. So to bring it kind of full circle, um, as someone who has spent his life in higher education, who has benefited tremendously from your own education and providing quality education to others, and now as the chief accreditor of colleges and universities in the northwestern part of the United States, is college still worth it? This is the question people are asking. Is college still mm -hmm. worth it? Yes. The short answer is yes. 
and, and I can go on and on about why it's worth it. And we know this based on actual data, studies that have been done of cohorts of individuals that graduate from high school and then go on to do different things. And the well-being of the United States of America in large measure is because we figured out as a nation, almost right from the beginning of our republic, that higher education, post-secondary education was a critically important part of us achieving these great things. And it's because of education, of the research enterprise, of the discovery enterprise, and uh, that, you know, it, it teaches people to be independent, it teaches people to question assumptions. And without that ability to question assumptions, America would be in the backwaters. And, and we're the ones that, in quotes, invented the internet. We're the ones that put a man on the moon, et cetera. And it is because of this enterprise where we, in, in higher education, what we teach is literally question assumptions. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. and Develop I think critical thinkers, critical people thinking, who can problem ask solving. questions no one's asked before, yeah. find solutions yeah. where no one's found solutions And, and don't before. be afraid, mm -hmm. right? We mm -hmm. want to encourage our students. So it's not just a training for um, a job or a career. Uh, those things are important. We want to deliver yeah. students to, to those professions who are ready and competent. And, and, but it's more than that. It's about developing critical thinkers, yeah. people who are ready to engage a world that doesn't yet exist. Indeed, indeed. And it, it's, it's the whole student. I mean, if you look at Whitworth's mm -hmm. own mission statement mm -hmm. and, and being a faith-based institution and all that, it really comes down to that. As, as uh, how are we helping develop students that come here into being a whole person? their mental well-being, their physical well-being, that they're actually wanting to give to society. It's not like, this is mine, me, 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 mm -hmm. that I'm going to be selfish, but it's also part of, I want to give to society, and I think that's a really important part of this Thank of you. higher education as well. At Whitworth, uh, as you've already said, we seek not just to prepare our graduates for meaningful professional lives. We certainly want to do that but we also want to help them to discern their callings in life, the ways that they may be being uniquely summoned into the world. Uh, Frederick Buechner once said that someone's calling or someone's vocation lies at that sacred intersection of their deepest gladness mm -hmm. and the world's deepest needs. In what ways personally do you see yourself in that definition of vocation? Oh, wow, I've been, I've been privileged, absolutely. You know. Uh, I grew up in a single parent family. My mom raised us. My dad died when I was a little boy. He saved a man in a fire and he himself mm -hmm. died. And, and she raised us. She inculcated in us this idea of making a difference and, and maintain your integrity. And so uh, I've been privileged. Came to America and I, as you noted earlier in the introduction, I worked in the food and agriculture area. Education and hunger and poverty are three defining things in my own life. I've had the privilege, uh, vocationally and avocationally, to contribute to, and I use the term human condition. Mm -hmm. That's what it's been for me, uh, learning from my single parent mom, that uh, it is about helping change the human condition. And so that's been a very important part of my life. And I'm privileged, oh my gosh, this has been incredible that uh, like a ball player, I get paid <laughs> to help change the human condition. Yeah, so thank it's been you. fantastic. Thank you for sharing that, that personal story. Well, once again, I want to thank you for speaking with me today. For more information about the Northwest Commission on Colleges and Universities, I would encourage our listeners to visit their website at nwccu.org. 
And for more information about Whitworth accreditation efforts and our status, please visit whitworth.edu and click on the About Whitworth tab. As always, thank you for joining me and thank you to our guest, Dr. Ramaswamy. Thank you. Thanks very much, Brother. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Find all of Beck's podcasts and video interviews at whitworth.edu slash beckandcalling or follow Beck on Twitter at Beck Taylor.